Hey everyone, this is Nick with the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Kristen. She's the owner and CEO of Every Little Word, a content-focused agency based out of Boston, Massachusetts. We are excited to have her on. Thank you. Thanks. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, so maybe tell the audience just exactly what your audi- what your agency provides and what type of clients you you work with. Yeah, absolutely. So we specialize in long form content. We work um, primarily with B2B companies, um, mainly professional services companies, do a little bit of work in healthcare, higher ed. Uh, We have a concentration in precision manufacturing as well. So quite a few different spaces that we cover. Um, We hire and emphasize really quality writing as the backbone of what we do. Um, For us, writing is thinking, thinking is writing. And so um, our company mission is to share great ideas with the world. And so, you know, we've chosen the written word as the vehicle um, for for doing that. So we have an editorial team. Um, We create all sorts of content deliverables, but again, sweet spot for us usually is some kind of long form content, articles, blog posts, Case studies, white papers, um, ebooks. Does anyone do ebooks? Um, and uh, from there, we'll do newsletters, email marketing, and social media content, usually for LinkedIn as well. Awesome. So that's a lot. And your clients, they're pretty big then, I imagine. Uh, it it really depends. Um, usually it is companies at this point rather than solopreneurs that we're working with, but in many cases. Um, our kind of main contact is the CEO. They don't have a marketing department or maybe Mm. they have kind of a marketing coordinator or something like that. Um, When we work with much larger companies, then we're usually plugging into the marketing department directly and we're sort of operating as just content support um, under a marketing leader. But we definitely work with companies on a smaller scale than that as well. Very nice. And are you more boutique or you work with a lot of clients right now? And what's your team structured like? Like how many contractors or people are on the team? Yeah, uh, you know, we've definitely had different evolutions, but our goal has always been when possible to create an in-house team and let this be like somebody's job, their mm-hmm. one job that they can focus on. So right now, and that fluctuates with capacity, right? So we keep a small kind of highly curated bench of contractors available to us um, because obviously with content work, like, it can go in waves and you need a certain amount before you can make another full-time hire. Um, So right now we've got, uh, I think it's six full-time employees, um, about two and a half writers, 0.5 editors, uh, client services, a content strategist, um, and then a finance director who's a part-time with us as well as myself. Okay, nice. That's impressive. And um, how many clients are, are you working with at a given time? Oh, gosh. Um, So we have right now our engagement size is pretty small. That's actually something we're working on adjusting is over time working, going kind of up market, working with Mm -hmm. bigger, um, bigger clients, bigger engagements. Right. Right now we have probably between 25 and 30 clients that we're working with. That's actually a lot. That's a ton. Um, It is. There's a lot of information flowing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you have, is, is each client assigned to one person or do you, is it a team working on each client? It is a team. So every piece of content we create, I would say touches at least three, if not four people inside of our organization. Um, there's whoever is, uh, there's the strategy side. There is whoever's writing the content. 
whoever's editing the content, and then our client services manager, who's actually interacting with the clients, you know, sending it back and forth, gathering feedback and stuff like that. So um, I say between three and four, because, you know, sometimes we've gotten a strategist doing some writing or, you know, there's just a little bit of weird overlap occasionally. Um, So it's been really important to us to figure out how to efficiently move a single piece of content through all of those different touch points without getting delayed. Yeah. Can you kind of describe that process and and how you do that? Yeah. So uh, first I'll describe what it looked like when I brought my two main kind of team members on board. So it was December of 2020. I had um, a virtual assistant who was doing some copywriting with me. She had a writing background and the two of us, it was basically just like chaos on Slack. Like I'm going to just describe that that was what we were doing. Mm Hired two part-time people. They were both contractors and basically just we like together populated this spreadsheet and I just like poured out of my head what the due dates were and what the assignments were. Um, The team member who is now my editor in chief uh, within like two weeks, she was like, so (laughs) we need to do this. Better. Um, and she basically built the backbone for us of what are our workflows. So all of our workflows through Asana right now, um, we do use Slack, but it's got like very explicit guidelines around it, around what kind of information you can pass around in there. But all the deliverables move through Asana. Um, and we have it set up such that uh, every piece of content is not considered like a single task, but mm. rather it is Oh, overall a, a task, but then it's got multiple subtasks assigned to people with like fixed due dates. So it, it creates a lot of accountability kind of 360. Mm-hmm. So you can see like, Hey, the thing I'm supposed to have access to right now isn't here and my due dates approaching. And what about this other person? Mm-hmm. So it really helps um, move that information along, make it extremely clear, like who's responsible for what, mm-hmm. um, when uh, mm-hmm. to keep, again, it moving through multiple people and still like hit that deadline of when we need to get stuff out to the client. So, um, first of all, I love, I love that process in Asana. A lot of agencies, they have a tool like this. They just, they're overwhelmed with like setting these things up. Um, is your process when a new client comes in, do you have like a templatized Asana flow you take them through with existing columns and you set the deadline or is there how you know, how does that look? Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And I'll say some of it, you know, is still in process for us. Yeah. We're starting to expand into. We recently acquired a a bit more design capacity and graphic design. So as we're starting to like branch out, we're needing to kind of create some new workflows. But yes, the idea is if we do a project once, we build an Asana workflow around it. So mm-hmm. um, where we started was these clients with really consistent deliverables every single month. And so mm-hmm. we basically set a fixed amount of time for each step. So mm-hmm. drafting is we want to give our writers five business days to draft. So that every single time they get five business days, editing gets five days, QA gets three days, then it's another day to send to the client, then it's a week for the client. So by the time we kind of worked all of that out, we backed it into like the publication schedule we had already established with them. And then that told us where we needed to start, which was basically, we have to have our client call by this date and we have an Asana task for that too. (laughs) So, and we even have tasks for when to set up the call you know, two, three weeks in advance to make sure we have time to meet with the client and then kick everything off and sort of let it domino 
domino down. So, um, those workflows, we, um, it, it is all manual. We have yet to like figure out something that can do that and account for weekends and account for holidays. And then yeah. do all of those pieces. Um, but that's something we manually replicate every quarter for clients. And then we do three months at a time for them. So writers also have visibility into all of their upcoming due dates. Um, actually the whole team does. Um, and then for new projects, yeah, we pretty much determine kind of in advance what we want the timeframe to look like, you know, a lot of the onboarding tasks and things like that, or have a pretty tight turnaround. Like we want to get that going within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, no, that's, um, I mean, that's impressive. And if you're not missing deadlines, then whatever you're doing is working. So (laughs) yeah, we have the same problem with like giving our writer five days, but the weekend counts for two days. So yeah, yeah. Getting squeezed. Yeah. So, okay. So that's interesting. And then now kind of shifting gears to, um, you know, client clients actually scaling their content. What do you recommend, you know, a mid-size, small to medium-sized business that doesn't have really much content in place? Like, how do you recommend then starting and then scaling content? Like which channels, how should they do it? Uh, you know, A to Z a little bit. Yeah, sure. So, I mean... How we often start with a company that comes in is we'll do something called a content assessment with them. And then that Mm -hmm. helps us develop like a really customized strategy based on the assets they have today and the assets they need. And we aren't just looking at, um, let's say, marketing assets. We'll also look at like sales collateral, for example. We'll look for Mm -hmm. things like studies. You know, a lot of times the most effective way to actually come in is if it's already a sales heavy organization is to say, how can we support sales and help them do better? Because if they don't have marketing, there's a good chance that they've got some biz dev reps who are out there doing work. Mm. And it's like, if we can equip them with amazing product sheets Mm. and great case studies that like Mm. look really nice and are a great PDF to send off, that might actually move the needle faster than trying to like establish a whole program from scratch. Um, That said, you know, there, there are certain kind of like core elements. So for us, if you're selling to other businesses, if you're a service-based business, um, you're going to want some kind of long form content. Yes. The main, the main approach might be search to, to increase organic traffic. It may not be, it may be, we want this base content because we're going to distribute it via email. Mm -hmm. It may be, we want it on our website, but we know where it's really going to get traction is if we like chop it up and repurpose it on social media and post it on LinkedIn. Um, we are firm believers in creating like the base content. It is so much harder to go out and try and write 20 social media posts from 20 random ideas than it is to like think through the narrative, have a really polished, clear sort of long form piece, like at least 500 words could be, you know, 1500 and then from there, pull and repurpose and then go create your short form content. Mm. So that's like definitely our philosophy in terms of efficiency. Um, but I would say like blanket recommendation, if you kind of fall into that kind of company the that we would partner with, it's like create one long form piece of content a month, send out one email a month to your mm-hmm. customers mm-hmm. and get yourself on LinkedIn. Um and start doing those things. And then as you scale up, you look to increase the frequency, right? So like, 
Can we start creating more long form content? Do we have enough going on now that we can post more on LinkedIn? But like, how are we adding value with that post? Are we able to get some great photography going? You know, can we show pictures Mm. of the team? Like, what can we do there? And then email marketing, can we support like a higher frequency of emails or layer in some specific campaigns and things like that on top of like a really established cadence? But um, for me, I'm always like, I would rather scale way, way back and start with what we can do consistently and layer on versus like go full steam ahead and have you just kind of like you know, deflate completely after a couple of months because you can't keep pace. Um, The way we work with clients requires a lot of collaboration too. Um, We interview them as subject matter experts. So, uh, Mm, you know, they got to be on board for that. I actually 100% agree with your approach to content. I've been doing content a long long time and um, the low hanging fruit is always sales. Like I always see sales without good case studies, good sales deck, um, those things that immediately increase close rate. And then that almost justifies your ROI to go and um, start hacking on things that take longer to establish as marketing channels, which is almost any content channel, LinkedIn, blog, whatever it is. So um, in addition to that, I love the idea of starting with one SME driven long form post that you can syndicate into smaller things. I think um, without competitive content is, I think it's critical to scale something where you have you know, semi-regular interviews with an SME or a really good writer that really knows the space well. So um, 100% agree with both both those processes for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny. It, it took me a while. There was a while where, you know, I was seeing on LinkedIn this trend of distribution and repurposing and I kept reading these posts and I was like, yeah. am I missing something here? And then I realized like, no, that's just what we do already. But it was being yeah. presented in this way that was like a brand new idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I see. Okay, no, no. I've, yeah, we we got this under control. Yeah, if you've on influencers on LinkedIn, love to take something existing, rename it, and then yeah. make it seem like it's there. So what? Like nobody has ever heard of it before. Exactly. Yeah, that's the game. Yeah. Um. Amazing. So I think that's a lot of the questions I had. Do you have anything else that you think would be helpful for the audience to know? Um, for, before we jump? Um, I think that just in terms of, I guess, like process, um, one of the challenges I think where we get hung up a little bit, actually, as a team, it's a very process oriented team and is kind of like the difference between, um, a process that like sometimes we're stuck in the weeds on a process that probably is good enough because we're trying to create something that you could replicate without ever being trained on it. And the reality is like no process of ours should go untrained before someone is executing it. It really shouldn't be hand over this Google doc and suddenly now you're in charge of this thing. Um, But sometimes we can kind of get in that mentality because we're words people and we're very exacting. And so we like want it to be specific. So, you know, that's just a challenge I could call out um, that I know we have in our organization is like, when is it good enough um, to move on and understanding that there must be training that goes along with this process? Uh, We'll never really need to just stand totally on its own. 100%. Or or you can create a training process for the process. Yes. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, a couple training videos or looms yeah. or, or whatever it is. So, um, exactly. totally agree. No process is ever like hundred percent repetitive or like hundred percent automated. 
I think there's always some manual stuff involved, but um, this has been a great call, super helpful to people, especially those with, uh, you know, content marketing agency or, um, or even B2B clients trying to get off their content program. Mm -hmm. So appreciate that. And where, where's your website that people can go to? It's everylittleword.co. Perfect. So everylittleword.co to learn about their services and see if um, they can do all those processes for you that we discussed. <laughs> so thank you, Kristen. Yeah, thank you.